You are now tuning in to Lex and RDDC Broadcast Station, serving up on the double doses for us all. Welcome back to the Real Double Dose Channel. This is your host, Lex, coming to you straight from the heart where the talk is real and the vibe is always live. Thank you for tuning in, like we always say, because here, serving a slice of everyday life is what RDDC is all about. For any show requests, feedback, or anything under the sun that you can think of, as we always say again, you can get a hold of us at Real Double Dose Channel at yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. And as well as Real Double Dose Channel.blogspot.com. That's Real Double Dose Channel.blogspot.com. And about me section and so much more the links the books the insights the guest experts you can find there as well and different things to kind of get yourself moving thank you to those who have claimed your gift cards and i know some of us and a lot of us are skeptical about the free travel gift giveaways but we'll be announcing those later once everything kind of calms down but if you're not tuning into it already we see the thousands and thousands of you from different platforms remember it's tune in stitcher radio spreaker.com spotify as well as brewberry.com as well spreaker again and then we also have the iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, and so much more. You can find all those platforms and all those links. Don't worry, we have them. But we have our guest expert here, and she is lit. Okay, you know how we get down. We, she is lit, and her name is wonderful, Andrea Yuvani. Yes, Andrea Yuvani. So Andrea is an advanced industry program manager for ph- pharmaceutical construction financial analyst, executive consultant, and certified life and business coach. She works with companies and individuals to pursue exceptional futures and definitely keeping you on a roll call to make sure you keep it moving forward. So without further ado, I just want to say hello, Andrea. How are you doing, my wonderful friend? Good, Lex. How are you? Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you for thank you for having me. Okay, I'm, <laughs> be on here. I'm so. I mean, in, in case all of you new who are tuning in, all of you who have been uh, on the RDC, this. I mean, we had like a previous little prelude, and we almost didn't get to the show because it was just so amazing. <laughs> Andrea is, is just off the chain right now. Like she. She's my sister from another mother, and I'm just happy that I, I, I saw her, and it was just a wrap. I was done. I just felt that. I knew it was you, Andrea. I knew it was oh, you. Oh, perfect. Yes. So, I mean, getting into this wonderfulness, you have a lot of deep clarity and insights and so much information. I could listen to you forever, obviously. But at the same time, I'm wondering... What is going on? And you gave me a brief kind of understanding of the Moray group, but I want to have the listeners be able to understand the development of such a wonderful establishment. Yeah, so I find that so many people take what has happened to them and allow it to define their future. But the Moray, you know, part of being the Moray group is, you know, the Moray sisters, anyone who's familiar with Greek mythology, they were the three sisters who were the spinners of fate. And by being these spinners of fate, they had control over the start and, and events that occur in everyone's life, including Zeus. They're the most powerful piece you can think of in mythology. But we know that those Mori sisters, they're not going to be the ones that control us. We have to be the Mori of our own life. Mm-hmm. So like by that. taking that, look, you know, anything that happens to you, your response is how your future will be built out. So I teach people, whether it's in life or career, you know, or their entrepreneurial business, that you are the spinner of your fate. You can make decisions today to affect tomorrow, affect you 10 years from now. And trying to dictate what those results may be based on your decisions today. And instead of looking ahead of, hey, this is going to get me what I want tomorrow. Is it going to get you what you want in five years? And kind of breaking it down, taking these long-term goals and giving people bite-sized chunks to work on now and today. A lot of my focus is in advanced industries, but the same same procedures can work with anyone in any goal that they have yeah absolutely the same functionality of it be i like what you said just because something is working today will it work five years from now that's the whole yeah, thing and is it really going to give you the right result later yeah i mean that can apply to industries of that and definitely hashtag relationships of everything everything is a yeah. relationship you have a relationship with your body wash you have a relationship with your car. Everything is a relationship. You know, I wonder if we're so freaking tired all the time. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's exhausting. Everything you do. There's and, a lot to go with that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's, so even if you're taking a small piece of life where you're like, hey, I'm going to do this in my job today because, hey, it's going to let me get out of work early on Friday. But then maybe that same thing is going to make you not look so great when the end of the project comes. And you're like, hey, like. So-and-so is going to get the promotion because she did this and you did that. And you have to think about those. And it doesn't mean you have to be on top of your game every day. Yeah. But weighing 
weighing those decisions as you go based upon your goals. Yeah, that's true. I've, I mean, I thought about that too. I had to get some, I mean, probably about maybe from nine email accounts, I'm probably about 9,000 emails behind. But I'm like, from the ones that will blame on Angela, I'm probably about maybe 75 emails behind. And I'm, I'm like, I'll get, I'll get to it later. I'll, I'll get to it. And I'm just like, man, I'm like, okay, I feel so fatigued. Oh, I want to just pass out. And I just get to the point where I'm like, okay, I did so much. My brain's going so, so much. And I, I put it off for later. And then I come to find myself just regretting that I put it off for later because it's something that I could have got done and, and had more of an impact at that moment. Like you were saying, like, just, okay, Friday, I'm going to leave early and have a good time, but then it comes to bite you right back around. Oh. Yes, and I think what, you know, a lot of times, I mean, and I've been a culprit of this myself, I mean, everything I teach is mostly stuff that I've done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made, I made these mistakes. It's like, <laughs> man, I could have put 10 minutes in today and saved myself 10 hours over the month some decisions are that drastic yeah absolutely i see when you said zeus it did something to me when i was hearing about the greek mythology because i've been into like you know aphrodite's as far as like aries and um i don't know poseidon just different ones i mean throughout the years and being able to talk to was it azriel like or look at the azriel and who it was on the greek mythology for the angel of heaven or hell if, if i'm yeah. not mistaken one of those things and i'm thinking this the spin of your fate and and how did that correlate like when you were thinking about that did it come like in a thought form or something you were kind of studying to be like man the spin spin your fate kind of like your slogan of having things out there like regards to your whole path of career and projects yeah i've always always had a huge um intrigue with greek mythology you know grew up roman catholic but loved greek mythology and it kind of hit me one day like wait a minute we keep thinking that everything has is decided for us. Everything has a set path, and it doesn't have to. I mean, even if you go back, and I want to say it was Plato or Archimedes, someone, I can't remember the moment, but said, you know, God was a great watchmaker uh-huh. who set the world a spin to step back and observe. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, even acknowledging that not other, there aren't necessarily tons of external forces, including God or whatever we believe in, that is going to pick up and put your pieces together for you. You might you might find signs and guidance along the way. But it really that so the Greek mythology piece was more of just a piece that I really enjoyed. I love that, that. allowed me to tie it together. Well it all comes up, you know, it it's it is a spinner of fate. And that's the truth. I mean like when you go into a I guess a lot of people always say, well, you always have a comparison to where I'm like, yeah, sometimes I'm like, look, sometimes I want a tomato. Sometimes I want a bag of chips. Okay. To me, it's always parables. People say, you talk in parables. But I'm like, no, it is a spinner of fate. Because if you look at it, like you said before, if you have a a job, like a lot of colleagues and stuff, like I guess they tell me, oh, Lex, well, you have other, you know, online stores and other stuff going on and book ventures. And I look at them and they're like, oh, I've been here for 20 years. I can't start over. And I told some of them, I'm like, man, Look, you can if a if a ninety one year old gentleman can go start and get an SBA loan and have a pretzel shop, okay? He's ninety one. He didn't let that stop yeah. him. And that's what he wanted to do. Well, I have some of the cardiologists down at one of the most prestigious hospitals say, well, I listen to your show every week and it keeps me going. And I'm thinking, what do you mean you want to start a whole another life from business and stuff? And you're a cardiologist. You want a top cardiologist. And they're like, well, that's nice. But at the same time, my dream or the, my ambition. So I'm like, well, you knew you could be a success at doing heart surgery, but yet you still need the, and it shows they need the drive to believe in doing something outside of that. Even though society has taught us, hey, if you become a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer, that's a great position. And which it is good positions out there, but the world has changed so much more to where people are mind and mental surgeons in a different way. People are spiritual and career coaching nurses. And that's the whole thing I let people know now because more than ever, just from sharing the energy with you that I got to be on here. I was like, oh, it felt like Christmas. I'm like, where have you been? And I'm like, I don't even know how to describe that because most people think when they see me downtown, it's, oh, that's just Lex here. No, you'll see me like that at a restaurant. You'll see me like that if I see you and I'm just passing by and I just stomp my foot. Um, that's just the way I am all the time. I'm just straight ready to go. But I definitely, I'm loving the fact that you decided to have this path for those who need what you have because there's a certain way you yeah. deliver it, Andrea. Yes, it is. Yeah, yes. And, and I've seen, I, mean, I saw a career pharmacist pick up and become a voice, voiceover and he was one of my early influences to be like, wow, like, wow. if you can take that and it's like, you know, you went 
you spent seven years in school, you're a career pharmacist, you own your own pharmacy, and you're just like, you know what, this is not my passion, I want to do voiceover. That is so and cool. <laughs> he's, he's publishing books, I mean, I see stuff coming out from him all the time, and it's wow. like, you mean it, like, that is a phenomenal influence to see that and be like, okay, you know, it doesn't matter, like, he's established in his career, he has a wife, he has kids, he owns a business, but he's like, I'm going to change that, I'm going to do something different. Yeah. Did, did, was there a process that he said? I mean, as far as like, okay, let's get to this process too, since we're on it anyway. So when someone, since I've known, I know from my end, I hear it about at least a hundred times a day that they just have such a horrible management system, a horrible boss system, their wages, like just depress them where they are their whole, it is basically the toxicity of their work environment. I mean, and a lot of it has to do with us bringing in the toxic with the toxics as well. If we're not sifting yeah. through it, but so <laughs> I'm looking at it like he and, and they're going to be saying, you know, when they inquire about it, hey, well, this pharmacist, you know, he decided to change and make his passion. What would you say would be the biggest hurdle that he had as far as getting over the hill to say, you look, what if I fail at it? Because they some people look at the fine line and say to me, like they always try to criticize me. Oh, you got something to fall back on. But they could very well have that, too, um, for that. Yes. So I, I know he did not. He started off by doing a little bit of freelance here and there until he could get himself, you know, enough paid paid gigs to really get himself going. So he didn't just jump into it and say, okay, here, I'm going to take this risk and I'm going to do it. He worked his way up to it. And I know not everybody necessarily has the opportunity to do that. He had the support system of his family to allow him to work two jobs, essentially. Yeah. But you know what? But here's the thing, though. If Okay, but people... Okay, our DC families, I love you all who are new. Okay, but you know we have to... You know we have to throw in the tea with the shade. But I just want to say, because I'm looking at myself, and I always tell them, like, I'm I'm criticizing and loving myself at the same time when I'm on here. So I always say, you know, we and us. But I look at the fact that... And some people will say, oh, I'm like, hey, I haven't heard from you. And, and I've heard this whole quote where people say... Your friends could say, hey, hello to you once a month. Okay, that's fine for them. For me, it's like, <laughs> that's you know, it's okay. But if we're going to be meeting up for tea once a month. That's fine too. But I look at the fact that we have enough time to sit on the toilet. Okay. So I always tell people, if you have time to sit there for a minute and think and grab whatever idea you have, you have time to text. If you have time to nurture a relationship, you have time. So I let people know too, from that standpoint of what Andrew is saying, even though um, he, her, I we may have different things going on for us and may quote allow us to do certain things that we can do to reach our goals if we take more time and looking at where we spend our time um and the things that we can like articulate in our time or just kind of manipulate a little bit so where we won't spend an hour kind of like you know hashtag messaging someone we're pursuing but we spend 30 minutes and put 30 minutes towards what we want to pursue or grabbing that information on that you know something like that yeah yeah and so I mean, one of the exercises that I like to do with people is like write down everything you do for a day. Set your phone to give you a screen report. I love that. Um, you know, and then you sit, look at the end of the month and it's like, I mean, there are some months where I look at that, I'm like, oh man, like this last week I spent that many hours on Instagram. Yeah. Like yeah. what am I doing and how do I kind of derail myself from all of that to be more productive? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a week where I didn't have a lot I needed to do, but I could have done more, you know, and not necessarily saying not telling anyone to cut anything out completely figure out where it where it impacts you from improving yeah where does it impact you from maybe you wanted to meet a friend maybe and you said oh i I ran out of time did you really run out of time or did you not prioritize it ah exactly exactly (laughs) well that's the same thing everything done in moderation right i mean because if you what you're saying um and let me piggyback off of that it's the same thing breaking it down to say Okay, my friend likes to take drinks. Okay, it's a difference between, I'll say Johnny Knoxville over here, a.k.a. figmentation from a name, is, is sitting here, you know, chugging down a, a bottle of tequila after work, his prerogative. But at the end of the day, when you wake up with a hangover and you could have had six hours to do something you should have did if you didn't have a headache going to Taco Bell, I'm just saying, you could you could get to the point of where you had something to do. And I remember that, okay, you just reminded me, uh, YouTube had this thing going on to where it reminds you how much you've been watching a video. Let me give you a break in between, it says. And I remember I was so upset because I said, remind me if I'm on here more than one hour. I was angry. I mean, I was like literally going, to, I thought looking at five minute videos, two minute videos, just, oh, well, what's that? Oh, what's that? I didn't think it was going to accumulate to an hour. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I just took an hour. 
<laughs> it was nice to see it, but I was like, I, I didn't get upset when I was looking at stuff to make my mind grow and go. But when I was just looking at meticulous little cat videos and the mushy eyes and just looking at something else, it kind of threw me off guard. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Our, organize our time and keep track of what we're doing because we'd be surprised in how much time we spend not doing what we say we want to do. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, I even have a, I call it a daily critical tracker. And it's a live Google Doc that I use. And I put in, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z on this day. And I put in all of these things that I want to do. And then as I do other activities, I put those in below it. And then at the end of the week, you go to the final tab and it, you know, you can track what you've done, what you've completed, what you didn't do. And it actually gives you um, like a percent complete. Like, how did you perform this week? Because one of my key wow. components for anything that if you don't track it, if you don't have a goal and you don't track it, you never know where you stand. No. Like, I mean, when you say, I want to lose 10 pounds and I want to lose 10 pounds in two months, you know what you're doing. So in life, why don't we set the same types of goals? Oh, hashtag facts. Amen. Say it, Andrea. Say so it. So I, I oh. have this and it's a live Google Doc. I've sent it to people and it's like, here you go. This is, save a copy for yourself. Put in your information at the end of the week. It's all pre-populated with the percentages based on what you put in. And I was like, hey, this week, you accomplished 22% of what you wanted. Oh, crap. Oh, wow. People are going to start looking at that and go, okay, wow, so I should be doing this and this. And it kind of breaks down so people realize either how productive or unproductive they truly are. Because they may sit there and be like, wow, I feel like I got so much done. Well, yeah. I didn't get anything that was actually on my list done. Oh, man. I got to get <laughs> I gotta get one of those. I, I, I always tell people. I will, I will send you the link. It's, oh, it's like, thank you. Yes, because I'm, I always tell people, I think I say it out loud and I admit it because I just want them to know. I'm like, time management is my problem. But the one thing I will do is even if I go to bed, I started disciplining myself, I call it. To where if I'm like, if I decide to stay up till 12, 12, 31 in the morning doing and catching up my emails or doing something, I always say no matter what, when the alarm clock goes off at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., I'm going to force through it. But then I had to realize there had to be a balance for me because I didn't want to go through what I was going through halfway tired and doing things halfway, <laughs> halfway of where they are. But the tracker, that sounds amazing to be able to have yeah. accountability to be like, oh, oh, because I feel like they tell me, like, yeah, I got a lot of stuff done this week. And then I'm thinking. Oh my gosh, this long list I wrote, I don't have two things checked off. So how did I do so much this week when I didn't even look at the list that I had to do it from? Wow. And then the other side of that is like some people I've had, they put this list together and then at the end of the week, they're like, I got 100%. I did everything on my list. I'm like, okay, so look at what's on your list. What on your list is just something you put there for the sake of being able to check it off. Ah. Hey, you are or, like the Matrix right now. Come on. Come on. Yeah, what? <laughs> or... Did you put just so few items on there that you knew you were sandbagging? I'm just I'm gonna put on there what I know I can accomplish. That doesn't get you very far either. You need to challenge yourself, and Ooh. that just might be adding one or two items on there that you're like, man, I want to get this done this week. I'm not sure if I can, but let me say, okay, I'm gonna break it down, and each day I'm gonna do this, this, and this that leads me to my end goal of the week. And so maybe by the end of the week, you've hit eighty percent of that. Yeah. So that's a good challenge for you. Your challenge is to hit that 100%, but you know what? 80% is admirable. Take it and run with it and work on it again next week. Yeah. You know, when you get to the TEDx stage, yes, when, okay? <laughs> I, I claim this. I'm telling you, you are amazing. I mean, like, no, no shade. Like, you are, of that, you, you, my gosh. Like, you, you have definitely <laughs> designed your calling. And because, I mean, you broke my mind, completely unleashed it. On the time, I mean, this is my biggest, huge monster in my room is my time management. And it's, and it's funny because I always say, oh, well, Alexa can't be that bad because I don't sit there and watch. Because some people are like, well, how many movies do you watch a year? I'm like, maybe one. And what do you do? I'm like, brainstorm, read my books, try to do some. I know I'm stretched between software development and automation and, and books and writing. But I'm like, okay, well, I'm doing something productive, so it doesn't matter. But I'm like, it does. Because at the end of the day, if I'm still sitting in the same position 30 days later, something's not working. And then I put yeah, my... You have to add more. Yeah, add yeah. more than just what's, what's going to keep you where you are. Yeah, and I have that list you said, the list you put what you think you get. I'm like, and I, I see myself. When you called it out, I was like, I had to call myself out. Because I'll look at that list and I'm like, oh, I just put like, oh, I know I can get this done this week. But then I left the stuff that I know should have been first. I'm like, and I never get to that. I never get to it. And it's still yeah. three months later. <laughs> God. And 
I mean, I there are some weeks where I'm just like, man, like I've been this week has definitely been a rough one. I haven't been able to do X, Y, and Z. I haven't been able to sit myself down and focus on it. So you know, it's also the same. Like people refer to with dieting, you're not going to be perfect all the time. No. But if you put down what you should be doing and you track towards it, and then at the end of the week you're like, hey, this wasn't a good week, and it wasn't a good week because of X, Y, and Z. Then the next thing is, how do I make next week better? How do I change those? So I mean, tracking is the whole piece of every piece of coaching I do is really tracking, trying to figure out your you know, what normally works for you, what doesn't work for you. Because some people don't even know, you know, oh, it's so when you go to f- sit down and focus on something, what do you do? And they're like, I, I, I just, I do it. Well, no, what do you do? Yeah. How do you focus? How do you set up space? You know, how do you establish a time frame for yourself? I mean, you talked about time frames a couple times with, you know, I'm going to give myself one hour here. I have to go to bed by this time. I have to wake up at this time. So that's one way of doing it. Okay. Sometimes it's just giving yourself music. Yeah to allow you to focus. Some people focus better with a little bit of background. And so I look at not only what you're doing, but how you do it. How do you accomplish it? And some people, you you really, you can't have DMX blasting in the background and write write a paper. It's like, there's different ways of doing things and that's probably not the best one. (laughs) I love that analogy. I just thought about it. Yeah, where my dog's at? Where my dog's at? (laughs) Now, mind you, you're driving down the road, blast it, love it. Yeah, it's a perfect a perfect combination for that, except if you have a little road rage and he's barking, that, that little <laughs> rough ride. <or> something. <laughs> it kind of fits into that bubble. I thought about the diet thing. Now, when I had, I think it was before I went to California, before I had my, quote, complete transformational rebirthing, I remember when I was so adamant about being on there, going on the train, sightseeing, I had my diet on key to the point where my doctor was like, hey, can you send me over that diet? Because you just lost 27 pounds in six weeks. And I was like, yeah, I said, okay, I can send it to you. And it was nothing based even short of what we should be eating every single day anyway. Um, and, not, and, and tracking where and what I was eating and when and what day did I have bad. And I'm like, wow, okay, today I slipped and I had something else. But I'm like, it's not a bad day. What I'm going to do is just make sure tomorrow is a little bit better. And then eventually it just got to that point. I'm like, I know how to do it, but am I doing it? And tracking things from people having like uh, sickle cell anemia, different things, tracking the roots is really important, like you said, for tracking because they can track people who have been adopted. They track different things so they can know how to treat the situation or how to move forward with certain things or tracking a history. Like I always say, maybe something's happening today, but (laughs) tracking a history of I've always seen this find myself. You're sitting down with a therapist. I find myself in crazy relationships or I, I find myself in OCD problems. I'm like, well, that sounds a little bit like Lex had too much today. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way you have it broke down is like the matrix to me. Like it, it, it really is. So how, I mean, how is it for a day for you? Do you feel like you be, I mean, this is completely a little bit different, but do you feel like you beat up on yourself or more like you just straighten yourself out since you are so deep into like articulating this? No, you can't put yourself down no matter what happens. Okay. You always have to look at the positive side of it. I mean, there are days where I'm like, and I'm, I'm a terrible stress eater. Oh, so am I. Don't so, worry, I mean, girl. We're there sisters. Are days where, <laughs> We're sisters, like, Andrea. Oh, my God. I just had three chocolate bars, a bottle of wine, and a pound of pasta. I don't know what to do with myself. Oh, it sounds and, like me. <laughs> sounds like me. Yeah. And then, like, so it's like the next day, you know what? I'm not going to sit there and say, I only have 500 calories today. It's like, nope. Let me just bring myself back to a normal day. Yeah. And move forward. Same thing with career, same thing with entrepreneurship. You know, if you're trying to do something and you have this set out and yesterday was just not a good day, today was not a good day, whatever it is, just reset yourself for the next day. Yeah. Don't, reset. you can't focus on what, on what went wrong beyond looking at how do I change it for the next time? That is very true. You, you really just can't beat yourself up because then you're going to focus on the negative. And I mean, I've heard plenty of people, you know, you are what you think. You do what you think, you become what you think. There's, you know, and people who are constantly focusing on the negative, their lives become negative. I mean, and that's, um, you know, something with, even if you look at some borderline depression, yeah. if you, I mean, if you have somebody who is constantly, you know, they're down on themselves, sometimes you need to find that spark. Uh-huh. There's usually something that helps bring them back to the realization that it's not all bad. And I'm not saying that this is a cure for depression, I'm just using this as a small example. But it's like, there's, you know, you sit there and you're down on yourself. I didn't do any of this that I was supposed to do. That was bad, that was bad. You know, 
look at what did you absolutely need to get done to meet that goal. Focus on that one, get it out of the way. Yeah. And then just re- reset yourself. There's there's nothing to gain from beating yourself up over it. No, absolutely not. So what about... No, I'm going to throw me in here again. I'm going to throw myself in here. I'm getting some <laughs> jewels today. I'm getting some jewels dropped on me today. I'm getting a treasure chest dropped on me yeah, today. Do it. But I'm meticulous for, and they always say you never get much done when you do that. But they always say the Aries thing, I'm just saying out there, is yeah. you have 99 projects and maybe two of them are fully completed. The rest are like 80%, 70%. And that's a lot of people in general. But I feel like I start finishing up the rest of my books. Then all of a sudden I'll say, okay, well, I'm going to jump to here so I can finish this. And I find <laughs> I find myself breaking myself apart. That's where I think my time goes because it's just like, okay, I'll get back to this email. Okay, I'll get back to this. And then two hours pass. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I just literally spent the last 15 hours jumping from four projects and I have no idea on what mark I've even finished half of them or even where I'm at with them. And I just get completely exhausted. I mean, from that situation itself. So I'm piggybacking off of that to say, um, when someone's in the confines of, you know, basically being in a situation to where their status is, some people are general managers, directors, supervisors, or just trying to move on up wherever they are, um, in their company or in a company itself, um, what do they do if they feel someone's holding them or something's holding them from moving forward? Do you think it's more so of a person not really pursuing what they know they were gifted to do or because they're just not willing to do what it takes to kind of move forward in that company if they want to accelerate? I think a lot of times it's not knowing what they what the steps are to achieve it. Okay. Um, it's something we, you know, if you know, I want to be this. And I was like, so what do I need to do to be there? And you're like, well, I'm going to show up on time every day. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And, you know, two years later, you're not not moving where you wanted to be. They're losing enthusiasm, but it's not necessarily that they're doing anything wrong. They just don't know what to do different to get there. And I'm going to pull in a little bit of construction terminology. So there's a Lean Construction Institute, and they came up with the um, pole planning. And anyone who's done pole planning before, you work from the end back to the current time. So if you know, I want, you know, my goal is to be the program manager for this division. And you break it down. So what comes right before that? Right before that comes this role. And that, from that role to program manager, the differences are X, Y, and Z. Okay, now what comes before that one? And breaking it down in reverse order helps you see a clear definition of all of the requirements all your predecessors, everything that needs to be done in order to reach that goal. Because looking forward, you wind up missing a lot of those pieces. You're like, okay, so looking forward from today, I know that I need to be do X, Y, and Z. But you forgot that there's PQR and STU and all these other things in between. Yeah. Because you see these big chunks. When you look at the, uh, the predecessor first versus just the chronological steps, you figure out what those pieces are in the middle. You can ask the critical questions that are going to help define that path for you. So I think it's a lot of it is just not knowing. Yeah. Or, yeah, the, the how to get started kind of thing, yeah. Or the yeah, fear and, factor. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, you know, you look at something, you're like, wow, this goal is huge. I'm never going to make it. Yeah. I, there's no way. That's so big. How am I going to do this? I don't have what it takes to do that. And if people start putting themselves down, they fear the amount of change that they need to make within themselves. They fear the little things or they fear the big things because they don't understand the little things that make up those changes. And so that's, you know, breaking down fear is taking a large mountain and taking little steps. You don't climb Mount Mount Everest in a day. You're not going to drive across the country in three hours. You're not going to do these big feats quickly. Yeah. So you need to understand that. And then like, you also need to take a look at, you know, how do I take a chunk that I can do tomorrow? Okay, yeah. So, I mean, that breaks down the fears. If you say, you know, in five years, so I'm going to do an arbitrary that, you know, part of this we, we just recently talked about here. In five years, I want to have a book. I want to be a TED speaker. And I want to have a seven-figure business. And then it's like, wow. Like, so, okay, so now what? What do I yeah, do? Yeah, you get to that point. Where are the steps? <laughs> Holy crap. Holy crap. That's a lot of stuff to think about. And then you, you don't define it for yourself. So you don't have any, like, what do I do today to help me there? What do I do tomorrow? What do I do next month? 
so really just break it down a little bit smaller and say, okay, so the first thing I'm going to do, you know, if I want to grow in this manner, is I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to start networking. And now, okay, that's something that we can do in the short term is the networking piece, right? Mm-hmm. But how do I do that? Okay, so I'm going to look at some of the local organizations. Do those organizations jive with my goals? Are they organizations that have mutually beneficial relationships that can be cultivated? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go, if I'm working in a advanced industry project management and entrepreneurship path where I want to communicate with women who don't know how to advance their career beyond the men that stand next to them. I'm not going to take that goal and just use it and then go and join a knitting group and uh-huh. network there, right? Those That's are extremes, true. but it's like, pick the right things to do. Don't don't waste your time on things that aren't going to work towards that goal yeah. unless they have, unless they provide something self-fulfilling for you. That is very true, though, because, I mean, no matter how you break it down, to other people out there who are listening, too, from that perspective, Andrea's whole perception of that is just clear as day. I mean, because I, I looked at that and I'm like, yeah, if you want to marry someone and you see this person like, oh, hey, you're wonderful. You look gorgeous. Can I marry you? Most people are going to like, but are you? Come on, slow down. You Let know, they're going to. Yeah, like, and, and my friend, like, she, okay, well, I'm complete. You know, I love Shelby. She's amazing, but she's a vegan. So I don't find, I don't know why she always finds herself sitting at a steakhouse. So I just was kind of like, okay, you order a potato and all that. Just the same thing of looking at everything we want to do from A to B. Because a lot of people say that too. Well, Lex, and especially one of my friends, Jim, he's amazing. Jim is amazing. But he has the same thing I used to look at several years ago where I'm like, okay, I want to be at eight figures. And my mentors are at like literally at $1.1 million a month. They're teaching me how to make 200 bucks a day. But I still want to see how I get to, you know, eight figures two weeks from now. And then I collapse in my mind. I'm like, it's just too hard. It's too much. But yeah, being able to break down the components and putting that whole, like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I, yeah. that, that is so deep. Just deep. When so many people just stop because they're paralyzed by the fear. Yeah. And that's that's where I come in. Exactly. <laughs> how, yes. How can I help you create the future you want? I'm not going to create it for you, but I can help you find out how to do it. I know you can. I'm like, that's one thing. I will endorse you a million times over. You've already helped. And for everyone out there too, like even from a good level, even if it's 10%, 5%, 20%, for me personally, I feel like since I've, I guess our industries are kind of like on that, that still highway where we're, we're kind of coastlining. But I feel like I've, but the jewels in my mind right now, I feel like I just struck gold. Like I struck gold. I'm like, if anyone needs to have that, you're definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm going to repeat this over again. You guys can download it, your live plays, what all the stuff that you do. This right here is like a million percent the route to go with Andrea Yuvani. Because at this point right now, if you can't get any deep from what you just heard, wow. Like, I don't even want to, I was going to be like, man, sign me up. Because I need to, I need, <laughs> need direction yeah, and, yeah. and one of the things, I mean, I went through and worked on getting a lot of different levels of certification on how to look at I haven't moved up to CEO of a company before branching out into coaching. So I went through and I made sure that you know, I'm looking at all the different realms of, you know, we're going to look at life coaching and business coaching and executive and entrepreneurship and trying to educate myself on the different elements there. Because what my process is the same no matter which goal you're looking at, but making sure that I also have the knowledge I need for those pieces Absolutely. so that, you know, what I'm so that I can cater my process to that. And, you know, one of the big things that I I get frustrated with when I see a lot of these coaching things rotating through the internet is that there are so many of them where it's like, oh, you know, join join me on this call. And you log into this call, and it's you and 4,000 other people. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't do those. I just don't. I, no. I don't want to. I don't see myself ever doing those. I want it to be... Well, we take what you need, we create a plan that suits you, and we work ex- explicitly to what you need and what you can do. And that's that's the type of thing that I was looking for five years ago, and I couldn't find it. Wow. Because everything was so group-oriented. Yeah, steroid group. I'm like, that's not <laughs> steroid. 
a steroid group. I I felt like that. I, one of those things I went on, I had put like hello in the chat box and like different ones. And I'm like, they finally said my name like an hour and a half later. And I was like, man, I don't even feel like I'm in this group right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I joined so many of those looking for pieces. And I just like, wow, like I'm, I felt worse sometimes. Yeah, yeah I did. Some, some of them were motivating enough, but other times it was just like, wow, I, you know, I'm one of 4,000 people that's trying to do this. You know, maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe I should find something different. Yeah. But if that's your passion, don't give up on it either. No. So don't get frustrated with seeing these things on social media and don't get roped into um, you know, necessarily paying for something that you're not going to get the benefit from later on. And not saying that all of them are like that. There's just There seems to be so many that are like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the truth. Though. I mean, it's the same thing as going out to a fancy restaurant, having that whole, you know, that service just dedicated towards making sure you're a par. People don't care about spending a $250 bill. I've seen it before. But when you go yeah. to a place to where you sit down and they're charging you $150 for a one course meal and they treat you like you're at a buffet, then you kind of get, you get a little bit like, wait a minute, am, am I being yeah, punked? Yeah, you're never going back. Yeah, am I being punked right now? Like, I could have just paid twenty four ninety nine and had unlimitless, you know, different little items. I don't know where they came, but they're there. Well, but I'm sitting here for the service and they're forgetting my wine, they're forgetting my bread rolls, they're forgetting all my stuff with it. And that's the whole point. Yeah, of I, I asked for sauce and my food's cold before I get my sauce. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, I've seen that. And people call it, oh, you're just picky. No, it's not picky at all because if that was the case, people wouldn't be buying out the aisles of toilet paper, okay? Let's just put that, yeah. <laughs> let's put that I mean, like you, oh you, you know you're calling because at the same time, even though, and I tell people too, it doesn't have to be one exact calling because there's a lot of things we can do, but it's one thing that we need to focus on that only we can do. Like Andrea was saying, even though people are out there and there might be four or 5,000 people trying to log into this call, there's no one out there who can do it like you can't. There's only one person that can do it. Even if you have a group, I remember, I think it was Coach G, she had said that. Even if you have five people who are tuning into your live or emailing you back for something those five people are five million people i mean if you think about it i tell them one equals one million because what we do on rdc one equals one million if one of you now we see thousands and thousands of different platforms being downloaded some go on here some go on there and i'm like whoa some good statistics even though i never was looking for that when it started um even now i'm kind of like let it be organic but when i look at that i'm like that's fine that you're downloading it you might put it on there later and hear it i know for sure i'm like okay i'm gonna get this book and it's still on my shelf two months later not read and then different things happen but if one person once once uh, from the ages of 16 that i know all the way to 88 that we've had inquiries about if that affects your life or something that you need to move on that one equals one million because from that effect to you you are a ripple effect so ultimately yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You look at this with, um, they say that there's six um, levels of separation between you and any other person in the world. Wow. That you can find your way from, you know, if I go from me and I say I'm going to find my connection to Julia Roberts, uh -huh. wherever, I'm, I can find somebody that I know that knows somebody and six people, within six people, they know Julia Roberts. Ooh, go ahead now. Yes, we have it. So, <laughs> that one to one million is true. It is absolutely true. And then like looking at the coronavirus right now. Yeah. How quickly it spreads. Think of how much, you know, on a normal given day, if somebody leaves the house in the morning, they have come in contact with maybe, say they have three kids and a spouse. Uh -huh. So there's four people that they've come in contact with. Then they go and they get a, a coffee in the morning and they come in contact with three more. They go to their office and come in contact with you know, 10 more, 40 more, 50 more. Yeah. They drop off at school. They pick up at school. They're coming in contact with another six, seven people just walking through the door. Uh -huh. Now, throughout your day, you have come in contact with 300 people. And then those people have come in contact with 300 of their own. Oh, my gosh. It's the same thing. So that there's there's that virus spread. Yeah. That's what people are panicking about. But if you think of it on the other side, that is your impact. That is your word of mouth. That is how you can change the lives of other people around you uh -huh. and that's how quickly that can spread too that is Think true of, you know hold, hold the door for somebody buy someone their coffee in the morning is a good deed just smile at the person walking down the street in the morning yeah that ripple effect is everywhere you know it is and i i, I made a, a question for myself 
when I stop people outside the door. Some people have too much pride. But for the last three or four times, for sure, like, I, I sit outside in the morning when I'm downtown and have some Dunkin' Donuts. I'll buy some Dunkin' Donuts for one of the homeless veterans that'll sit down there. And then different ones, just people sitting. They don't even have to be homeless. I'm like, hey, I'm going in the store. You want something? And they look at me and they're like, are you serious right now? I'm like, yeah, you want something? They're like, no, I'm okay. I'm like, no. What do you want from the store? You want a Gatorade? You want something? They're like, okay, all right, can I get a sandwich? I'm like, okay, sure. So I'm like, just wait right here. I'll be back. And they kind of look astonished. They're like, well, what do I owe you? And I'm like, your smile. And that's all there is to it. And I walk away and they kind of look at me like, what's your name? Give me your name. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Just, it's fine. You know? Yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. And I, I mean, I remember there was one guy, you know, I was, it was pouring rain out. I was leaving the doctor's appointment while I was pregnant. And he was standing inside because it was pouring rain, torrential downpour. And he was getting kicked out of the building. And I went, you know, I had gone over to Starbucks and I saw him standing outside in the rain and picked up a coffee, brought it out. And I was like, at least you can keep warm. And the look on his face of complete disbelief. And it was just like, like he, you could tell he appreciated it, but he was just like, holy crap, what did you just do for me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not used to it, but hopefully that changes someone's day. Yeah. And, or even further. We're so <laughs> self, I mean, I want to say self-absorbed, but we're so conscious of the self. We're so conscious of the things that we need to do for the self and things like that. I think it shakes them up when we are constantly coming outside of ourselves to think of them where it's just like whoa cup of coffee oh my gosh like what what they were actually looking at me and thinking of what was going on to, to go in there and they they had me on their mind when they purchased the coffee to come out here and give it to me like that's yeah. why i was like okay but then i'm like you know at the end of the day you just do it because you're compelled to do it from that's who you are and you know that's the whole feeling of being able to do that and people who want to be able to have a whole new transmission of life and different ones and, and they get so surprised when they hear cardiologists or or a mechanic oh what did you 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 know how to do cars so why would you want to do anything else and i'm like everyone out here was placed to have a dream and the fear false yeah. evidence appearing real i didn't look at fear like that false evidence appearing real i'm like yeah right and then it was always the thing yeah. that les brown has said something and i know i said it before um, on the show but it was the whole story of the king. I don't know if you heard it before. The king and his the king and his servant, or something, to where he had uh, a gentleman. Uh, no fear of the unknown. That's what it was. So basically, the guy was caught stealing. The king. He was brought to the king, and the king had given him a choice: walk out that door right now, where you came, um, and face what's happening, or go to the firing squad the next morning. The guy thought about it. The king asked him, "Are you sure about your decision?" He goes, "I'm going to face the firing squad." He's like, okay. So after they took him away to the prison, the servant came up and said, you, you, you know, your highness, can I ask you what was outside the door? And he said, freedom, absolute freedom. There's no one waiting to stab him. He could have walked out and just had, went out with his life. And the guy died the next morning. Yeah. And so basically when I was looking at that, we fear the unknown, but what we rather face the hell of the known. So we, he knew he was going to get shot up. But he'd rather take that instead of walking out and potentially having a lion or something. I would have went out fighting, okay? I <laughs> would have been like, I don't care what's outside that door. You're not going to shoot me up with 100 bullets. That's not going to happen. No, but yeah, that shows the fear factor in that one, definitely. Yeah, and I, that stops so many people in their tracks when, you know, oh, I have a job. I, I make money. Yeah. I put food on the table. I, you know, I'll just stay with it because it's at least something. Don't yeah. let that be you. Like, you can't let that be you. Yeah. No matter what point in your life you're in, you decide that there's something bigger and better for you. That's true. <laughs> because now when people yeah. can't go physically somewhere, they're kind of thinking, man, I, I could have invested in something I could have did more of. I mean, I see yeah. the regrets now. The regrets that I see on people's faces now, people angry. I've been in a marriage for 30 years and I'm still pissed off. I'm married to him. Well, hey, hey. I mean, at the point right there, you had choices. You have a choice now. What are you going to yep, do about you it? You had the choice the whole time, too. Yeah. yeah you I just mean, had to have faith in that choice. You had to make the decision to change something. And you know, whether that's leaving a relationship or starting a new career path, doing something independent, just picking up a new hobby, you know, there has to be a conscious choice to move forward. And sometimes people need a little push. And oh, I know yeah. plenty of people who have been laid off before they made the decision to pursue their actual passion. Yeah, that is true. That and is very true. And you know what? If you have a passion for folding paper, maybe you can't make a career as an origami artist. But if you have passion that has a purpose and you can serve others through your purpose, that's, you know, there's a recipe for success in every way you look at that. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, that is true. Passion, 
people say profit before the profit leads to your passion. Or, I don't know. Passion leads to the profit. I mean, that's what yes. it is. And you, you're like you said, profit in many ways because you're also helping another. You're also releasing and relieving yourself. Then you're expanding to that one equals one million whole, you know, lineage of things happening. And then on top of that, you can have the freedoms that you are desiring. I mean, it could be to the point where you want new furniture. And one of your clients owns a furniture store and says, hey, I got all this extra inventory. Let's go. <laughs> you you want a free couch? Let's get, get a love, you know, lazy boy in there. You don't know. I mean, you could be wanting a whole lifetime or a year worth of smoothies. This is one of your clients or someone you help owns a smoothie store. I mean, you never think about it. Some people are like, oh, it could be a million dollars. It could be just a million kisses and a million wishes, a million hugs. You never know what currency yours will come back in. That's true. I mean, the universe yeah. speaks in different ways. So if you could, um, well, oh, everyone, uh, yeah, I want to put this out there. Andrea has told me that she's going to come back. So, yeah, I want to put, <laughs> yes. I want to put her on there on the board so I can have some accountability just in case she tries to run away from my stockerization. So I'm like, yeah. no way, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do that. I'm going to look forward to it. Yeah, what doing? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But I mean, for now, for we're going to just do this. And I'm thinking, if you agree with this, I know we had hashtag, you know, the fear factor. But, I mean, to put a little bit more of a boss spin on it, because that's what you are, I was thinking about hashtag spin your fate featuring you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, this, this goes it. with your slogan. <laughs> it goes with your slogan, your whole, you know, your, your, your basically your entirety of what your principles have been. And that's a very, very super strong foundation, I feel. So I'm like, right now, let that be. Spin your fate. Yes. With Andrea Yuvani. Get it. Boom. Let's get Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So is there anything that you would like to add on before we do this part one or end this part one to the, all the listeners that are out there? I'm just a reminder that you, know, you have the power to make the changes to bring you to your goal. Only you are responsible for your fate. And, you know, I mean, I coming from being a young single mother to a successful career, I'm coming from, you know, having barely anything and eating rice for dinner sometimes because that's all I could afford to a happy home, a happy house, a career, and thriving. It's possible. You know, and everything that I preach and teach and encourage others to do is coming from experience. Yeah. You know, I'm, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth to sit there and tell you, oh, everything is possible and you can do it. Just believe in yourself. No, you really can. And you really have the power within you to make the changes and spin your bait. Yeah. Hashtag spin. Yes. That's <laughs> Hashtag what spin but you your know bait. you can you can hear that grit. You you can hear the grit and and all the stuff that goes through like Andrew was saying for what she's been through. I mean you hear the difference between someone who does have that silver gold spoon who's just like, Yeah, there's no worries. It's always rainbows and butterflies. You're complaining and your worries are nothing. So at the same time it's like you can hear that genuine feeling of look, I know what it's like with rice on my plate. I know what it's like to have water for cereal or powdered milk. I know what it's like to go down to Salvation Army and get a, a free loaf of bread because you have to keep yourself full. Like, those are the things. That's See, that's why we're a power team. Stop playing. Like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, yeah, that feeling of it. And that's why I feel like you click with those who know how to click. Because some of those people who hear that are just kind of like, whoa, oh, oh, whoa. It's, it got real. Yeah, it's been real. They just have never, they never caught up to the realness and they kind of get more, a little bit more, more nervous of you because you could call out their, you could, you know, call out their cards or at the same time, yeah. you, they can't really relate to you on that level. So they kind of scoot away. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And I will call, if, if somebody works with me and I start hearing too many excuses, I'm going to call you out on those. I'm going to hold you accountable for making the choices that I know you can make. And, not to beat anyone up on it and don't beat yourself up on it, but knowing that you can make a different choice is power enough. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I have a lot of people in my life that come to me who are like thinking I'm a free ATM machine. Or I'm uh, my, my mom says I'm not a trash collector. You can sift through your trash and your garbage with me, and I'll help you recycle. But I will not yeah. allow you to dump it on me like I'm just like you know I'm like I'm a waste pile. And that's the whole thing. And a lot of us carry our burdens on our shoulders. And then we don't even want anyone to kind of just dock, you know, dust the shoulder just a little bit. And I feel like when it comes down to everyone doing their own thing, I let them know, oh, well, you know, I just wanted a friend to complain to. I'm like, well, yeah, but I don't have time for that on my shoulder. I have enough things I'm sifting through. So at the same time, I let them know, don't let anyone 
hold you down and basically rain on your parade. I mean, you have enough. We have yeah, enough absolutely. from that. Yeah, that's too Everyone much. Everyone has their own problems and their own issues to battle through. And it's not saying don't listen to a friend, but sometimes draw that line. Oh, yeah. You know, there's And some people, and there's, I've had this before, where I, you know, I'm helping, I'm helping, I'm helping. It comes to a point where if you are not willing to step up and help yourself, yeah. people need to know when to cut those types of people off. Yeah. Some people just want a real, a for real, pity party. I mean, that's yeah. what they're like. I mean, the moment you give them advice, they look at you like you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, oh, <laughs> what are you doing telling me advice? Like, I didn't wait, want you, you to respond. You want me to put effort in? Mm. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying. Let me repeat that for you. I'm like, <laughs> I got that a lot. Or I'm like, you know what? And then I just get to that point. My fire comes out and I'm like, look, I had enough, Billy. No, so <laughs> I had enough. I had enough. Where I'm just like, okay, you know. That's fine. I cut a couple days of nurturing. I'm like, you know what? I got a headache today. Have you asked me, do I need a slice of bread? Okay. Do you want to know my problems? Because if I told you my problems and you forget about your problems, then you want to want to hear about more of your problems because I'll tell you more of mine. That's what what it is when it comes down to that. But I mean, I'm definitely happy and we're happy. Tony, Angela, um, myself, definitely, truly. And we're going to be doing some collaborations off the scene. We got that unlocked. Don't even worry about it. That's what we do. So I'm I'm happy that you came on there, Andrea. Um, Andrea, I'm absolutely thrilled to have been on with you guys. Yes, I mean it's amazing. I'm so just I'm stoked. The future is even more. Let's put it that way: more blistering beautiful. Okay. And I have the RDC. Don't worry, uh, Miss Andrea Yuvani will be back with us. And for any further information, she's going to have her blog over or posted over our blog. I want to just take advantage of her, but post over (laughs) our blog. She's going to have her dedicated site, her blog, over at realdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com. You can check that out with her links. And you can also go to www.themoreg.com. And that's T-H-E-M-O-I-R-A-E, okay, and then G, okay, itself, dot com. So you can definitely check that out. And also her email is Andrea at themoreg.com. So don't forget about that. Don't forget to check out the blog spot because that's what's going to be her information. This is going to be hashtag, you know what it is. We're excited to have her on here. And I'm just thankful that she came to bless us with her presence and hashtag spin your fate featuring Andrea Yuvani. Thank you so much. We love you. Um, you're amazing. And uh, just check us out and you'll be right there where we need to. So thank you, Angela. And uh, thank you, Tony, for being here with us. And definitely again, once again, thank you, Andrea Yuvani for coming on here and sharing your wonderful, beautiful ambiance with us and educating us, accelerating us, and moving us forward with the things that we need to do. And we can't wait for part two. Definitely. Absolutely. Thank you again. And for everyone, just work on building the best future we can. Yes. Okay, everyone. Real Double Dose Channel, we love you. We're out. We'll be back with you soon. But remember to be the change, feel the passion, embrace the power of that wonderful spirit, and don't let anything hold you back. Like we always say, And we'll be back with you very, very, very soon.